$6.14. Over three decades, $15.22. Over four decades, $37.72. And over five decades, $93.48. Footnote. These accumulations are measured in nominal dollars, with no adjustment for the long-term decline in their buying power, averaging about 3% a year since the 20th century began. If we use real inflation-adjusted dollars, the return drops from 9.5% to 6.5%. As a result, the accumulations of an initial investment of $1 would be $1.88, $3.52, for respective periods. The magic of compounding is little short of a miracle. Simply put, Thanks to the growth, productivity, resourcefulness, and innovation of our corporations, capitalism creates wealth, a positive-sum game for its owners. Investing in equities is a winner's game. The returns earned by business are ultimately translated into the returns earned by the stock market itself. I have no way of knowing what share of these returns you have earned in the past, but academic studies suggest that if you are a typical investor in individual stocks, your returns have probably lagged the market by about 2.5 percentage points per year. Applying that figure to the annual return of 12% earned over the past 25 years by the Standard & Poor's 500 Stock Index, your annual return has been less than 10%. Result? Your slice of the market pie, as it were, has been less than 80%. To make matters worse, as you will see in Chapter 5, if you are a typical investor in mutual funds, you've done even worse. If you don't believe that is what most investors experience, think for a moment, please, about the relentless rules of humble arithmetic. These iron rules define the game. As investors, all of us as a group earn the stock market's return. As a group, I hope you're sitting down for this astonishing revelation, we are average. Each extra return that one of us earns means that another of our fellow investors suffers a return shortfall of precisely the same dimension. Before the deduction of the cost of investing, beating the stock market is a zero-sum game. But the costs of playing the investment game both reduce the gains of the winners and increases the losses of the losers. So who wins? You know who wins. The man in the middle. Actually, the men and women in the middle. The brokers, the investment bankers, the money managers, the marketers the lawyers, the accountants, the operations departments of our financial system, is the only sure winner in the game of investing. Our financial croupiers always win. In the casino, the house always wins. In horse racing, the track always wins. In the trifecta lottery, the state always wins. Investing is no different. After the deduction of the cost of investing, beating the stock market is a loser's game. Don't allow a winner's game to become a loser's game. Yes, after the cost of financial intermediation, all those brokerage commissions, portfolio transaction costs, and fund operating expenses, all those investment management fees, all those advertising dollars, and all those marketing schemes, and all those legal costs and custodial fees that we pay day after day and year after year, beating the market is inevitably a game for losers. No matter how many books are published and promoted purporting to show how easy it is to win, investors fall short. 
Indeed, when we add the cost of these self-help investment books into the equation, it becomes even more of a loser's game. The wonderful magic of compounding that is reflected in the long-term returns earned by American business, then, is translated into equally wonderful returns in the stock market. But those returns are overwhelmed by the powerful tyranny of compounding the costs of investing. For those who choose to play the game, the odds in favor of the successful achievement of superior returns are terrible. Simply playing the game consigns the average investor to a woeful shortfall to the returns generated by the stock market over the long term. Most investors in stocks, of course, think that they can avoid the pitfalls of investing by due diligence and knowledge, trading stocks with alacrity in order to stay one step ahead of the game. But the fact is that while the investors who trade the least have a fighting chance of capturing the market's return, those who trade the most are doomed to failure. For example.